You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. What steps can you take in the right direction today? Or indeed, perhaps a more pertinent question is, what chance have you got of taking any steps in the right direction today at all? Welcome to this episode of our podcast. I have been uh, reflecting on past episodes and I notice that an awful lot of the time I'm talking about the things that hold us back and you know it is necessary for us to understand the things that hold us back before we can move forward and I need to clarify exactly what I mean by that before we go any further at all today. Over the years most of the clients with whom I have worked one-to-one have almost had an obsession with going backwards to explore the things that made them who they think they are. In other words, the stuff that happened during their formative years. There's absolutely no point in doing that for the simple reason that when we do that, we tend to relive what had happened us and give it even more attention than we were giving it on an ordinary everyday basis with our brains operating on autopilot. The, the, other, the other point about trying to go back and figure out why you are how you thought you are is that there is a phenomenon in psychology known as childhood amnesia. And basically what that means is that y- neither you nor I can remember the key formative things that happened to us before we were three years of age. And if you bear in mind that the real formative action took place between our second and third birthdays, there's pretty much no chance of us finding out the little things that felt like big things to us when we were young and impressionable. So there is no point in going there. That's not what I meant by understanding what makes us who we think we are. When I said that, I meant the mechanics of it, the mechanics of how the normal mind works, using that stuff that primarily has been learned during the third year of our lives. We need to understand what goes on under the hood, or under the bonnet, so to speak, before we can tweak it and get it working in our favour. And that is why, for example, in my online programme, The Psychology of Success, The first 20 or so videos, of 72 videos, are all about what is wrong with us. Now, I use that term loosely for the simple reason that what is wrong with us in terms of living the lives we'd love to live now in the 21st century was completely and utterly right for us 10,000 years ago. It enabled us to survive and thrive, and were it not for the way the normal brain is wired to operate on autopilot to make it through the day, none of us would have made it through the day, and we wouldn't be here. The, the world would be ruled by flying pigs, or some such which. Anyway, as I say, in preparing for this morning's podcast, I reflected upon the 
uh, extent to which I, I've spent an awful lot of time talking about the 70,000 thoughts that rattle around in our heads, our perceived inadequacies, the problem with thinking too much, or indeed the problem with thinking at all. And therefore, and wait till you hear this, I had planned this morning to talk about spontaneity. Do you see the irony in that? Instead, I've decided to be spontaneous. And really, it goes back to the question that I posed at the beginning of today's episode. What steps can you take in the right direction today? Or indeed, what are the chances of you being able to take any steps in the right direction at all? The answer to both questions is really quite simple. We can only take steps in the right direction if we turn up to our lives here today. If you don't turn up to your life here today, if you are on that autopilot that I mentioned a few minutes ago, if you put your best foot forward, you have no idea what direction you're moving in because you don't know where you are. But if you do turn up, you know exactly where you are. And then you can then mindfully, purposefully, in focus, do just what you need to do today to move you in the direction you'd love your life to go. Now, uh, you, you, you'll recognize that there are two points, two moving parts to what I've just said. I turn up to today so that I can put my best foot forward, and I've turned up to today in the sure and certain understanding, expectation, knowledge, that I know the direction in which I would love my life to go. We've talked before about setting our minds, and no doubt we'll talk about setting our minds again. But the key thing I want to talk about now is ensuring that I have the right frame of mind, state of mind. I've turned up today with the right attitude to move forward. And you know, that brings me back to the subject that I had planned to talk about, spontaneity. Now, people generally, when I use the word spontaneity, assume that I'm talking about leaping round the place like a headless chicken. I'll do this. Oh no, I'll do that instead. Oh no, oh, look at that shiny object over there. That's not what I'm talking about at all. One of the attributes of flow, what you and I might call being in the zone, put forward by the University of Chicago in its flow research, is spontaneity. Spontaneity obviously means that I'm spontaneous, but what it means is that I have such an understanding of what is going on now, I know exactly what the right thing is to do. And that is different from, for example, getting up in the morning and assuming that you know what you have to do today. It is very different from getting up in the morning and having what most people have, a to-do list. Because in having a to-do list, you have planned your day or you have planned your activities. And planning never took us anywhere. Let, let me put that a different way uh, by referencing what I mentioned a moment ago in relation to perfect moments. We've talked before, as I said, about setting our minds. And that means that if you want to achieve anything in your life, whether that be uh, the outcome from a great interview or a good game of tennis or a good game of golf or a nice weekend meal with the family or a new business, small, medium, large, all kinds of goals will be better achieved, more effortlessly achieved when we set our minds. And we set our minds by starting at the end. In other words, if I'm at A 
or if I'm a normal person, I just think I'm at A. But say you know where you are because you've turned up to the here and now. If I'm at A and I want to get to H, the normal thinking mind will say, well, I need a plan. And that plan will enable me step through phases B, C, D, E, F and G. I may even set them up as what business planners call milestones along the way. Things to be achieved on my journey from A to H. But that's not how life works. That's certainly not how the subconscious mind works. Your doing mind. The subconscious mind, armed with an understanding that you are at A, and indeed armed with an understanding that you already know what it feels like to be at H, and that's how we set our minds, will take you from A to H in the shortest, most effortless way. So it might take you from A to J to Y to H, or it may, may take you straight from A to H. Because the subconscious mind, the doing mind, is designed to enable you get what you want out of any situation in which you find yourself with the least effort. That's how it was designed 10,000 years ago. If you were confronted by that man-eating beast, it would get you out of that situation in the shortest, most effortless possible way. It works exactly the same for you and me now if we know what we want when we turn up to the here and now. And that is why we need to set our minds and have our goals set in a way that the subconscious mind can see, feel, hear, smell and taste as if we are already there. If I am armed with that mental picture of what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like and tastes like to have achieved my goal, then in turning up to my life today, the things I will need to do will be based on where I am during the course of the day and what opportunities present themselves during the course of the day and what potential pitfalls are placed in my way during the course of the day. In other words, in order to get from A to H, I need to be able to mentally dance. Like a ballet dancer, I need to be on the tips of my toes. I need to be mentally agile to dance my way through the day. That is a world removed from having a to-do list. Now, by the way, I'm not saying don't have a to-do list, because if you have a number of important things to do or a number of things that need to get done, you don't want to be carrying all that stuff around in your head. You need to dump that out onto a piece of paper to ensure they get done and you don't have to keep reminding yourself to get them done. Now what you don't do is add to that list so that it gets to the point where it becomes a stick with which you can beat yourself. A to-do list's biggest benefit is the satisfaction that you get when ticking off the thing that you have just done. Again, by the way, that is one of the other attributes of flow, that we are good at giving ourselves feedback. In other words, that we are good at patting ourselves on the back for a job well done. And that is the role that a to-do list has in your life. In other words, it's to dump out anything that you need to remember that you've got to do, and it provides you with a means of providing yourself with feedback. It leaves you free then to do the things you need to do to get to where you want to go, which at the beginning of the day 
you only have a limited understanding of for the simple reason the day hasn't even begun to unfold. And yet, a completely agile ballet dancer mind, if we stick with the analogy I used a minute ago, will begin to inform you as to the things that you need to do. Have you ever woken up in the morning and kind of just known, oh, there's something I need to do today that had not occurred to you or would never have ended up on a to-do list the day before? I talk about this an awful lot with my clients and they all agree that on occasions, and those occasions, by the way, become more frequent as they train their minds to be present and focused. But on occasions, they will wake up in the morning, they'll be on their way to work, and in the old days that used to be by bus or by train or by car or by foot. Nowadays, it's from the bedroom to the computer screen, but, you know, things will change again, that'll pass. On their way to work, it would occur to them, and that's a very interesting phrase. In other words, it isn't something they would think up. It's something that would occur to them, like a penny dropping, like an aha moment. It would occur to them that there's something far more pressing and important that they need to do today that they hadn't thought of at all. And they would go into the office or go onto the shop floor or the production line or wherever, and they would turn their attention to putting their best foot forward, taking that step in the right direction, because they had been informed by their doing mind. When we're informed by our doing mind, our subconscious mind, these things just occur to us, and the ideas or insights that we have are completely and utterly qualitatively different than the normal thoughts that pepper our mind. People often ask me, how will I know the difference between an aha moment and a normal thought? And my answer always is, You'll just know, because there's such a difference. In any event, people will go onto the shop floor, the production line, or into their office, or into a client meeting or a presentation, and they'll do something that had just occurred to them, and discover that not only was that the best thing to do at that moment in time, on that day, but whilst they were doing that, some of the other things that would have been on their ordinary, everyday, boring to-do list actually looked after themselves, or indeed, having done the more important thing, that actually led to some of the other things that had been on the to-do list being resolved. That is a totally and utterly different way of operating to the automatic way in which we get up in the morning and we assume we know what the day ahead holds for us. Now, how many times, by the way, have you been proved wrong in that over the years? Things happen. Good things happen. Bad things happen. Accidents happen. Things that we hadn't anticipated happen. And the only reason that we hadn't anticipated them was that we were using our thinking minds. But when we are mentally agile, when we are dancing through the day, we can almost anticipate the unanticipatable in the same way as a cat pauses before it pounces. We have this ability built into us to know exactly which way the ball is going to bounce as it bounces across our path. And what that means is that when we are in that state of mind, we're not just going to wake up in the morning and have 
an insight or an aha moment. We're going to have insights throughout the day because we are going to be attuned to what is happening as it happens moment to moment throughout the day. That means that we are going to dance through the day as circumstances demand or permit. Opportunities are all around you all of the time. Opportunities that will lead you in the direction that you would dearly love your life to go. Opportunities that will lead you to the life that you would love to experience. Not off at some point in the future, because our lives are lived in the here and now. So opportunities that will enable you have a good time today. Enjoy yourself today. Be excited about today. If there's no joy in your life today, or there is no excitement in your life today, you are not living today. Taking your excitement temperature or your joy blood pressure is a sure and certain way of evaluating whether or not you are alive or dead to the world today. Now, if you're not enjoying yourself at the moment, or you are not excited about the day ahead, that doesn't matter because the day ahead hasn't happened yet. What matters is what you do now. It comes back to the attitude and state of mind that I mentioned earlier on. What matters is that you decide, you choose right now, to take a couple of minutes, to take a few nice, long, slow, deep breaths, to press the reset button, tune yourself in to the here and now. And when your mind goes off on some other weird and wonderful normal everyday trajectory again a little later on, you stop, you pause, you decide, you choose, you take a couple of nice, long, slow, deep breaths, and you return to the here and now, where your doing mind will enable you spot the opportunities of the moment, where your doing mind will enable you notice, pick out straight away, without any effort, the landmines that might be standing in front of you, or the pitfalls that might potentially be blocking your way. More than that, because of the way your subconscious doing brain provides you with aha moments and insights. Things will occur to you that will enable you not just notice opportunities, but create them. People often talk about coincidence. People often use the word synchronicity when they talk about coincidence. Deepak Chopra has a wonderful book called Synchro Destiny. It's a wonderful book. The name of the book was obviously conjured up by somebody in the publisher's marketing department, but it is a wonderful book because it talks about how our synchronicity leads us towards our destiny. Don't, don't like the word, it's too big a word, and it suggests that we all know our purpose in life, and I have yet to meet somebody who knows that. I've met loads of people who have come to the conclusion that they don't need to know their grand purpose because they know today's purpose. And you know what? I know today's purpose for me. And I can also tell you what your purpose is today for you. Today's purpose is to live your life to the full, to enjoy yourself, to be excited, to put your foot forward in the best possible way, to take those steps in the right direction, to do what you 
have to do to get to where you want to go and forget the rest, which often means forgetting an awful lot of the piddly little stuff that normal people put on their to-do lists. How do we create opportunity? We create opportunity by knowing what's going on and knowing the direction in which we want to go. We recognize people for what they are, either a threat or an opportunity. We recognize that other people might have information for us. Now this is an interesting one. I talked a couple of weeks ago about stumbling over a pile of computer programming books in a bookshop that led me to teach myself to program, that led me to develop software, etc, etc, etc. People have information for us as well and very often we talk to people in kind of the disjointed functional way that we would do one of the tasks on our to-do list, expecting that the interaction between ourselves and the other person will go in a certain way because we think we know what we're trying to achieve and we think we know what the other person is trying to achieve and we think we know who the other person is. There are too many thinks in those couple of sentences. Very often we're sitting right in front of the next most important person in our lives. It doesn't mean we're going to travel the course of our lives together. What I mean by that is they may have something for us that is a signpost in the direction that we need to travel. Now, by the way, a signpost is not the same as a milestone, <laughs> just so we get that clear. The milestones to which I referred earlier on, the B, C, D, E, F and G, are things we would plan to do. Signposts are completely different. They pop up moment to moment based on where we are and the state of mind in which we find ourselves. No, I need to correct myself on that. They pop up on the basis of where we are, full stop. The state of mind in which we find ourselves dictates whether we see the signpost or not, and whether or not we recognize the signpost for what it is. Let me explain, because we're talking about opportunity and spontaneity and putting our best foot forward in every now. That's what the subject of this episode is all about. Last week, I asked all the owners of my online program, The Psychology of Success, if they would provide me with a little review or a testimonial. One of them came back and the lady in question said that now that her mind is under her own control, she can spot opportunities that are good for her as they arise. And she knows the difference between ones that are good for her and ones that aren't. Very simple. Let me explain even more. One of my clients, one of my owners of the online program, when I met him first said that he was very frustrated. He wanted to set up a new business because he was getting to the point in his life where the business that he'd been in for 30 years simply didn't suit him anymore. It was an age-related thing. We all get a little bit old and creaky as time goes by. And he said to me, there are no business opportunities out there. I haven't seen one and I've been searching and searching for opportunities. 
He started the online program, he started taking control of his own state of mind, having understood exactly how the state of mind of the normal mind normally works, which is, as I said earlier on, the first part of the program. And in one working week, five days, he stumbled, in his own words, across five opportunities. He knew that first week that none of the five opportunities was the right opportunity for him, but suddenly he was awake and alert to the, all the possibilities of life. I have another client who I coached one-to-one -one a couple of years ago, who coming up to Christmas told me that he would love a particular kind of job in the agricultural industry, but he knew it was highly unlikely that he would get it. He knew that it was unrealistic for him to be even thinking about having a job like that, and therefore he had resigned himself to the fact that he'd just have to progress little by little in his career. I pointed out to him that knowing that it was unrealistic was simply a thought, Knowing that he wasn't qualified was a thought as well, because qualifications, by the way, are not what are required to grasp opportunities. Knowing your inner strength and building on your experience are what move us forward in life, not the letters that you have after your name. Anyway, the conversations I was having with this client were leading us towards Christmas of the year in question. And I suggested to him that over the couple of days of the Christmas break itself, in other words, Christmas Day and Stephen's Day or Boxing Day or whatever you call the day after Christmas where you are, that he think about what it would be like to have such a job and that he would handwrite what it would look like and what it would feel like and what it would sound and smell and even taste like. You recognize what I'm talking about here? I suggested to him that he set his mind to achieve that kind of goal of the kind of life he would love to have. The day after, the 27th of December, he was out walking his dog in the countryside and he met someone else who was walking their dog and they started walking together and after about 10 minutes he had been offered one of those jobs. He said to himself, now hold on a minute, that is simply a coincidence or chance or even dumb luck. Two days later, himself and his wife were down on the coast, the south coast of England, walking the promenade in Brighton, when they bumped into an acquaintance that he had worked with a number of years previously, and in the course of a short conversation on the pier in Brighton, he was offered a second one of those ideal jobs. It was at that point that he rang me and said to me, what is going on here? When I got the first opportunity, I thought it was coincidence, but two in three days, that's outrageous. I said, it's not outrageous at all. Those opportunities were there, but you probably would have walked along alongside the guy with the dog and talked about the weather or talked about the new year or talked about how much you had had to eat or drink over Christmas and the conversation would never have gone in the direction that it did go. You might have been walking along the seafront in Brighton and not even bother to say hello to someone who was after all only an acquaintance. You might have just nodded to them. The fact is that your subconscious mind in noticing what was going on it occurred to your subconscious mind 
what I need to say, what I need to do, what best foot forward I need to take in those circumstances. This is how your subconscious mind works. This is how, armed with an understanding of where you would love your life to go, your subconscious mind will push you in the right place at the right time. You'll end up being the right person in the right place at the right time all the time. All you have to do is ensure that you turn up to where you physically are here and now. In doing so, in being completely tuned in, you become fully aware of what is going on. You don't need to think about what is going on. Your subconscious mind has you covered. You don't need to worry about how to behave yourself. Your subconscious mind has that covered too. You don't need to say to yourself, oh, maybe I couldn't approach this person, or maybe that person doesn't like me. They're normal thoughts, by the way. You don't need to think any of those thoughts. Your subconscious mind will look after that as well. In fact, on the basis that your subconscious mind, presented with any situation, will enable you to take the shortest, most effortless route to where you want to go in that situation, you need to just let your subconscious mind at it. You need to let go of everything else. Hence the importance, when we turn up to the here and now, of reading the signs, of knowing what's going on, of being agile enough to be spontaneous enough to ensure that each time we put a foot forward, it is our best foot forward in the right direction. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-horton.com.